It's fairly common for younger couples to make the mistake of kind of putting all their hopes and dreams on their spouse. He or she is the solution to my life's problems. Uh, That's probably unrealistic and uh, is a setup for disappointment. If you're feeling disappointed in your marriage, uh, this is going to be an opportunity for you to reset. We have a great conversation for you today. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage Team. And Greg, uh, great expectations. Uh, I think we all have them when we first get married. What are some of the more common great expectations that probably end up being unmet? Yeah, for young couples, several stand out. One is that we're always going to agree on how to spend money. Like, no one's going to be different spender, saver. Yeah, that was the first fight for us four days in. Yeah, us Us too. Yeah, (laughs) us as well. Another one is that we will draw closer to our family and to our in-laws once we're married. Mm. There's never in-law challenges in any relationship. Um, I like that we will divide up household responsibilities equally. Yeah, we'll feel good about the uh, the 50-50 share. The division of labor and household responsibilities. (laughs) Um, We'll have amazing sex often. Without even trying. Right. It'll just just happen. And then I I think this one also is one that catches young couples as they begin to experience this, is that I will never feel lonely in my marriage. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and of course we hear from a lot of individuals who are just that, lonely in marriage, where they're dealing with one of those other issues you mentioned. Uh, I say issues because those unrealistic expectations are pretty consistently unmet. That can lead to problems. But let's put a positive spin on this and see how they can be opportunities as well. Howard and Danielle Taylor are both certified marriage coaches, and uh, they've observed a thing or two with couples they've worked with. Here they are speaking with Jim Daly. Howard and Danielle, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank, Thank you for you having, for having us. us. It's great We're to have you. Here. We're all originally, the three of us, originally from Southern Cal. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so and now you've moved near Atlanta, so that's mm-hmm. a new journey for you guys. But let's go to the marriage coaching side. Uh, when you began marriage coaching, you realized many Christian couples didn't have good foundations for their mm-hmm. marriage. I think that's so true. Yeah. You know what's yeah. weird is we all go to, you went to Cal State Fullerton. Mm-hmm. I went to Absolutely. another Cal State. You you study books to do business or to go into the sciences. Probably the most important thing you're going to do is get married, right? Not everybody, and I get that, will get married, and I get that. But most of us will get married. It's like there's no manual. Mm -hmm. There's no class for that per se. Mm -hmm. I am encouraged that more and more churches do marriage counseling, premarital counseling, et cetera. Absolutely. But, man, we need strong foundations, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. And in that way, what, what... are these couples missing when they don't have that strong foundation? Yeah, they're missing what we call the bedrock of their relationship, the bedrock mm-hmm. or foundation that they're going to build their house on, mm-hmm. um, their house of marriage. And so what we found as we coach couples, we would always ask after they listed out everything they didn't like about their marriage or what bothered them about their spouse, they would list these things out and we would receive them just to take note and get to know them and hear their heart. Then we like to throw in, well, okay, after all of that, either what do you like about them, why did you marry them, and mm-hmm. what do you believe God's purpose for your marriage is? And like statistics would suggest, most of them would say, well, I married her or him because right. I love them. Right. So, okay, that's a great reason. We'll <laughs> unpack that. But why do you believe God has you married today? And it's the blank stare. Yeah. It's the blank face. So let me ask you from the guy's perspective. Sure. What were some of those things that guys might say that you were counseling that their marriages were in trouble? Yeah. 
And I'm coming to you to talk about what girls say, but I want to hear from you what the guys might say. Oftentimes, guys felt like they were not respected. So that was a huge one. I don't feel respected. I don't feel like we have any physical intimacy. And one that really stuck out for guys was the insecurity of validation. Mm -hmm. They didn't feel like their wife really was into them. Mm -hmm. I don't think she really loves me. I don't think she really is proud of me. I don't think she Mm -hmm. trusts me as a leader. And so we often find guys seeking validation from their wives opposed to having that validation from their savior. And that provides uh, unbalanced. No, that's really yeah. good. I think we learn that as little boys. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially in our relationships with our, our moms and dads, we're yes. looking for that validation and it doesn't change. We're still little boys in our hearts. Absolutely. When we get married, we're still looking for that affirmation <laughs> yeah. from our wife. Affirmation. Okay. How about, how about the ladies? What is a common or two or three of the common things you hear from the women? I was going to mention going with Howard said about the men looking for the validation, the women feeling like I do everything and he wants me to pat him on the back. Yep. When mm. I'm the one running so the show, maybe. resentment, mm-hmm. yeah. right? I'm wow. running the show. I'm getting the kids together. I'm making sure this ship is running smoothly. But then you want the applause. You want the cheerleading and no one's cheerleading me. I don't have the time to be refilled because I'm serving everyone else. Right. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is communication. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk the same language. Yeah. We argue all the time. Do you, you encounter this one. Let me ask this question. Yes. Where wives... If my husband really loved me, he'd know. I don't have to tell him oh, we say that what all I the want time. for my birthday. We say that all the time. <laughs> mind reading We're husband. not mind readers. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. not mind readers. You have to let people know yeah. what you want and not assume that they know because we don't know. And if you don't communicate it, it's going to be falling short every time. Yes. Every single time you're going to be disappointed. I even being married 35 years, which Gene and I have been, how long are you and Dean? Uh, 37. Okay. Wow. wow. Uh, even in that context, Scott's I mean, there, there are days yeah. where you know, she's going, you should know that about me. <laughs> right. You know, that one, you should know about. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never forget that ever again. And of course I will. All right, Erin. Well, you are a professional counselor. You work with couples all the time. Um, How often do the specific issues that the uh, Taylors have mentioned here uh, come up in your counseling practice? Well, all the time. (laughs) You know, they talked about, you know, that men often feel disrespected or they desire to have more physical connection. You know, women that I do everything and yet you want validation for what you do. And I would just add to that, that often I experience that men come in and they feel failed. They feel not good enough because one of the number one complaints that husbands have is that they hear more about what they don't do versus what they actually do. And for women, they internalize a lot of this as I'm not valuable. Um, I'm, you know, not seen, I'm not loved. And so it's different for each. And of course, there's so much crossover because so often I will have women talk about feeling disrespected or failed Mm -hmm. and men feeling unloved. And so it crosses over and we end up reacting differently to these triggers. Well, I was thinking too, Aaron, as you were talking about that often men kind of, we, we feel failed. You know, it's easy for me to, if, if you are frustrated, if, if you're giving feedback, I mean, I, I can take that stuff as, ah, oh, here we go. Don't measure up again here. I mm-hmm. failed it for me. I think for a lot of guys, we so long to be affirmed. And what's interesting. So I've been really working on reading one Proverbs chapter every day. 
And so today I was on Proverbs 7. So Proverbs 7.21 is basically talking about why men get involved in affairs. Hmm. And so this is, you know, King Solomon kind of warning, you know, others, especially men, to go, okay, here's what's going on. But what really stood out is he's talking about men are seduced, and he explains what this woman does to seduce this particular guy, talking about she's giving him all kinds of affirmation, all kinds of praise. Mm. She's approving him. And it just caused me to go, man, how much I long to know that Aaron approves of me as a husband, as a father, Mm -hmm. that Aaron is affirming me. And yet that's my issue. And a part of this that stood out for me is that's the stuff that I want to keep working on. I, I, I may need counseling around that. I want to go to the Lord. I really want to better understand that mm-hmm. because I don't want to be so susceptible that anyone, you know, especially another woman who might offer that sort of approval and praise, but it, it just it just made me go, yeah, that is so true. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of guys, we so long, and Aaron, honestly, you, you do a great job. Of, of affirming me. So, I mean, you, it's it's not because, oh, I'm starved for affirmation. I mean, you really do, but yet how deeply that mm-hmm. I crave to hear that sort of approval. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm intentional about, really are. A, about affirmation because of the research. Um, we've talked about it on here before, but that a husband longs to be affirmed by his wife more than anyone else in this world. And just one affirmation a day can so improve how they view the marriage. And that's so easy. It's just, but it means watching for things to go, oh, I can affirm that. And so it's being intentional. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to make sure that this is clear. Aaron, as much as I love that you do that, and you really do that, that's not your job. You are not responsible for that wound or that, that deep longing that I have that's something that I need to keep dealing with. That mm-hmm. like that's my stuff. And so please, I'm hoping that you're hearing me go, and thus Aaron needs to be responsible to make sure that I'm always feeling affirmed and approved. Yes, but and, what I would say is there's an opportunity uh, for me to assist. Yes, I agree. And to lean in and go, how can I positively influence our connection? Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible for your triggers, your fears, your feelings, but I absolutely can lean in and help. But if we both are responsible for me, that just doesn't that feel good? <laughs> well, we've talked about, you know, we kind of went back to what Jim was mentioning in the clip about having a strong foundation. And, and you all are committed to the Lord. You're committed to each other and growing. And that is crucial uh, to maintain that strong foundation. That's one of the purposes of this podcast. We want you to be uh, leaning in, listening in, growing uh, through what you hear from our guests and from Greg and Aaron. So um, take advantage of all the resources we have, all the different conversations, uh, the videos, uh, the books. Certainly the book uh, from Howard and Danielle is a tremendous resource, The Fundamentals of Marriage. Uh, Get a copy of that from us here at Focus on the Family. Make a donation today. We'll send the book to you. Uh, It's a one-time gift of any amount, or you can sign up to be a sustainer, uh, a monthly pledge of any amount. Uh, either way, we value your contributions. We we need your donations to continue producing resources and uh, literally impacting marriages around the world. So hit the show notes, find out more, and donate and get the book. 
While you're online, be sure to look for a short video we recorded with the Taylors. It's called How Important is Loyalty in Marriage? It's free, and the link is in the notes. Next time, Howard and Danielle address how to find common purpose with your spouse. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. and full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.